What's up, everybody? This is JJ Jodzinski, the host of New York, New York on the Ringer Podcast Network. And this is the show that never sleeps because New York City is the city that never sleeps. When it comes to your team's reaction, no matter the day, if it's a big event, if something's cooking, we got you covered. We got the best guests in town. We have your voicemails, your way to interact and get involved with the show. We're always bringing the fire and passion. Follow us on Spotify or wherever you get the podcast. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on all of the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explorer page in the post and bet live same-game parlays for every. NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen at the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 and up in president-select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It's a Tuesday edition of Ringer Gambling. JJ Johnson's Trips people welcoming in from the world-renowned Westie and one of my handicapper extraordinaires over at Superbook. He's going to help me try to make sense of this Tuesday card in college basketball, and maybe we'll see the future a little bit. Art Caesar. Art, I've missed you. How you doing with your post-football hangover? What's up, dude? JJ, it's a pleasure to be back with you. Yeah, man, it's been a little weird. You know, you kind of go into this little haze, but when you come out of the haze, you have college basketball. And this is a very fun college basketball season. So we jump right back into it. We're going to have a lot of fun leading up to this tournament. And dude, I think we should make it clear to everybody out there how fun it is to bet college basketball on a nightly basis because of the twists and turns because of the foul game, because you can't count on anybody to hit a free throw, and then you go to Saturday cards. Or I think it's one of the great hidden gems that doesn't get talked about nearly enough in the gambling space. Dude, if you're on the East Coast, you could go from high noon until midnight and basically bet games all damn day. Well, not only that, if if you're a guy or a girl who likes halftimes, think about it. 150 games. You throw first halves and second halves in there. I mean, what are we talking about? We're talking about over four, maybe even almost 500 within game possibilities to get involved in games. So the Saturday card in college basketball is great. Usually you have really good matchups as well. So I'll tell you this, from a sports book perspective, we're always rocking and rolling on those Saturdays. So it's always a big day for us. We talk about the idea of short money all the time. And we're going to do that probably when we run through this Tuesday card in a little bit. Would you say, though, Art, somebody who's out in Las Vegas? See, I'm not there, so I'm looking at these lines. 
trying to be as sharp as I can. Do you think the college basketball lines are more favorable to the general public or are they more favorable to the wise guy as far as tracking line movement, as far as fading the public and doing the sort of strategy that we talk about throughout the NFL season? Do you think it becomes more of an advantage having that sort of mindset throughout college? Like, are these lines sharper or are they more favorable to the public? Well, I, I've always looked at college basketball, and we've always treated it college basketball sportsbook perspective as, you know, right now, football just ended. Now the public jumps in. The public is kind of lost. They really haven't been on college basketball. Maybe they've watched a couple games here or there. College basketball is, no doubt about it, a sharp sport. It's a sharp better sport. The sharp betters have been on college basketball since late November, and they've stayed all the way through football, whereas the casual better is now just getting there. So the person who has been in since the beginning, they're locked in. And, you know, a lot of the times the college basketball better is not going to get the amount they want to put on a game because we have to, you know, kind of, the best way to put it is we have to kind of say, all right, our liability might be crushed on this one game if we just allow this one sharp better to do what they want on the game because we're not getting enough public money yet. So the, the, the person who is really good at betting college basketball makes money betting college basketball all season. It's definitely a sharp sport. I think if you follow the money and you follow the trends, especially if you're jumping in late, you might get a little mixed up. You might get a little confused because you haven't been watching these teams all year. But I know when we track it, we're tracking good betters from November, not just now. I know that's something I like to do. And I think a lot of people got to be aware of this now. When you get to the end of the year, you're going to see a lot of ranked teams and you're going to see a lot of ranked teams go down. Is it a crazy strategy art over the next couple of weeks to look at the ranked team against the team that's playing into the tournament? I'll give you a perfect example. Auburn taking off Florida Saturday. I saw Auburn. They were laying, I think it was like five and a half. It went down to three and a half. And I'm like, hold on a second now. A team that everybody's picking, myself included, to be a Final Four team, to be a national champion, all of a sudden goes from five and a half to three and a half against a Florida team that's been Average to above average basically all year. These are the sort of spots I think we should be all over over the next few weeks. Like, is that something you will circle as you're going through college basketball lines? The idea of the ranked team fading the team that's clearly in against the team that kind of has to have the game. Absolutely. And if you could take teams at home, especially in these conference games. Oh, the home court means so much. I'm glad you brought that up. Because these teams play differently at home. There's no doubt about it. You know, we talk about in the NFL how home field advantage has been minimized. The travel, the fans going on the road. In college basketball, I would say maybe more than any other sport art, I think the home field or the home court matters the most. I don't even think it's debatable. I, You know, JJ, that, that's been a thing that I've felt too. I think in the NFL, I think even in college football, it's kind of gone away. I mean... There are some spots in college football where it still matters. NBA doesn't matter. NHL, baseball, who cares? I mean, college basketball is truly the one sport where you can still get a home court advantage. And especially in these conference games, and I think you hit it perfectly, when a team who's kind of already 
you know, establish themselves as a tournament team or maybe a one or two seed, and there's a team on the fringe that really needs a game. And you could also, I mean, go back to Florida again. Florida today at home basically as a pick against a really good Arkansas and team. And everybody's betting Arkansas today. Everybody. Everybody's betting Arkansas. Yep. I'm glad you brought that up. We're going to get to that when we get to the card in a minute. I'm going to be back on the Gators. I know I had them on Saturday. Or I know Florida at times can be offensively challenged, but yes. sign me up right now for getting Florida plus a point. I think they win a the game outright. Well, well, that's the thing, right? And, and you said it. People just look at Arkansas. They look at look at the ranked team. Now, Arkansas has been good against the number. They're nine and one in their last ten against the number. I think they're like eighteen and ten overall, so they're pretty good against the spread. But that's the thing. Now they have to go on the road. Florida's a pretty tough place to play. Florida needs the game. Probably gets a little bit of juice from winning against Auburn, feeling, hey, we got a chance now. So yeah, and everyone's betting Arkansas, so you're you're against that. So in college basketball, there are definitely spots you can find and that's what makes betting college basketball so fun because there's so many games you just have to find you kind of have to cherry pick them out uh i'll give you one i like and i know iowa is coming off a big win they're in the top 25 michigan state has fallen out of the top 25 that line's gone from seven to six i i, I think michigan state getting those points is way too juicy and i did not love them on saturday against illinois but I'm seeing them right now. It's gone from seven to six. I'll scoop Michigan State right now. And I'll take it a step further, Art. I would not be opposed to maybe a little sprinkle on the money line with Sparta tonight. And I don't love them this year. I just think it's a good spot for them with Iowa off a big win and Michigan State coming off a game where they really got going in the second half against Illinois. They were down big. They almost made that a win. Came down in nitty-gritty. I like Michigan State today. I'm all over the Spartans. I don't disagree. You know, Michigan State's reeling a little bit here. They've lost, I think, four out of their last five. It is too many points. You're right. Iowa just went on the road and basically blew out Ohio State. They won by, I think, 10-plus. I mean, so that was a big win for them. Too many points. I totally agree. I could see maybe Iowa winning the game but not covering. It's just, like you said, it's one of those, is, is, Michigan, now too far, is Michigan State now too far gone? And Iowa kind of runs away now, but I, I don't know. I'm with you. I just think I believe in Izzo and the way he coaches his teams. Yes, you're losing a little bit of value because you've lost the point, but six is still too many. Okay. This is a line that I had circled. And how this line came out was going to influence and kind of dictate how I felt about the particular game. Big one in the Big East. Villanova taking on UConn. Now, I had UConn the first time these teams matched up. They got smoked. They got absolutely obliterated. Short money, I remember, was on UConn in the game, and they couldn't hit a shot. It was painful to watch. This line award, it opened at one. UConn favored. It's now up to two and a half. Makes sense to that one for me, bro. I'm surprised. I did not think they'd favor UConn in the game. I think the fact that they are favoring UConn in the game is all you need to know. I think when you look at it, I think that they've played already. Like you said, Villanova won the game, I believe, by 11. They were four-point favorites in the game. I think it's it's just one of those, It's can, is Villanova going to sweep UConn? UConn's a pretty good team. We know Villanova's like a top 10 fringe type of team, maybe even a dark horse Final Four team, still sitting 14-1 to to win the tournament. I, it's a big game for UConn. I think UConn's going to get in, but... UConn needs this game, and I'm totally with you. I think that the fact that UConn, 
that the game's not a pick them or Villanova's not like minus one shows you everything you need to know. I think the fact that UConn is now minus two, two and a half, depending where you're getting it, shows you. Sometimes you can read into these lines and you can kind of look at, all right, they're kind of telling me something. That doesn't always work out that way. But I'm with, I wouldn't feel comfortable taking UConn. I really wouldn't, but that doesn't mean I feel comfortable taking Villanova. This would probably be a pass for me, but I think the line is yeah, very Yeah, I think telling. UConn's the right side in the game. Now, I don't know if I'm going to have the chutzpah to do it. You're going to find out in about 10 minutes when we make our picks, but we'll <laughs> take it from there. Two games that stink, by the way, Art. I am circled. One is at 8 o'clock Eastern. The other is at 9 o'clock Eastern. Miami, who needs wins to get in the NCAA tournament, favored by only four against Pittsburgh. That line stinks. And I'll give you another one that stinks. Bama, only a four-point favorite against Vandy tonight. Those are two games. They are as fishy as it gets, bro. I know Pittsburgh beat Carolina. They've won a couple of games in a row before Saturday. Pitt, only a four-point underdog at home against Miami. Oh, boy, dude. You can't be betting Miami today. That is pit of pass as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, you look at Miami, you know, they're basically right there at 20 wins. And you look at Pittsburgh, their season's over. They, they, they can't even play. I mean, unless, you know, they win their tournament. You know, that's not going to happen. How can they play themselves in? You're right. It's sometimes you got to look at these teams that are going on the road late in the season, and you're like, wow, that's uh, that seems like a short line. I'll look at, you know, when I look at that Bama one, though, the one thing I will say, and not that Vanderbilt's any good, Alabama's been bad on the road. Well, and they don't play any defense. Yeah, you they're know, like I had two and the six on the day, road. And depending on where you got the number against Kentucky, we gave it out Friday. It would have hit at nine. But if you would have waited maybe an hour, hour and a half, that line was immediately down to seven or six and a half, and you didn't end up covering the spread. Alabama does not rebound. They don't play defense. But on any given day, Art, they either can shoot themselves to a win or shoot themselves to a loss. Like, that's they live and die by the three. It's really as simple as that. And that's why the draw for a team like that it's going to dictate their road, dude. Because if they get a favorable draw against teams that don't guard the three, they can make a ton of noise. They get a tough-minded defensive team that they face off against in the first round, they're going to get bounced super quick. Oh, no doubt about it. If you just look at Alabama, just look at what they do. Good team, tournament team, 17-10. and 10. They're 9-17 and 17 against the spread. But they play crazy overs. They're like nineteen and eight to the over. Wow. So maybe it's, nineteen maybe and eight. It's, so over yeah. plays with Alabama. That's the move. Now though. it's a high total tonight, one fifty four and a half, one fifty five. So that's a lot in college basketball. You know, what I mean, you're you're asking Alabama to get basically in the eighties and nineties that type of game. So you know, maybe it's more look towards Alabama in an over spot because, like you said, they don't play a lot of defense either. But I'm with you. Some of these games, when you have to go on the road, they're very tricky, man, because, you know, when you're laying over two baskets, four, four and a half, five points, and then you get, like you said, at the end of the game, these free throws and everything. Oh, my God. You're sitting there and you're holding a ticket and you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to survive this. Um, When you look at these spreads, I'm curious. Are you a guy that is very reliant on what you see over at Kempom? Oh, absolutely. You know, because I know. When- I think it, you know what, Art? We did this Friday. Perfect example. I didn't have spreads yet for the Saturday card. You go on Kempom and see what their predictions are. The Vegas numbers are within one or two points of every single one of these predictions. 
there's no doubt about it. And, you know, I remember you and I, it was like mid-February, we were doing our football pod and we did a little college basketball breakdown. And I remember telling you, I, I gave out Purdue 20 to one to win the title. And that was all because of Ken Palm. Like I looked at the way he ranked all these teams. And at that point, them in Michigan in the Big Ten were the top two teams. And Michigan was 10 to one and Purdue was 21. And I'm like, well, these two teams in his mind are basically equal and I'm going to get double the value. I'm taking Purdue. Like for people like us who love college basketball, listen, we're not the savants, you know, that we can be in every sport. So yeah, it's good to look at other models and there's not a better model than his. So I also think too, I think a lot of the, the sharper books, they're not going to base their numbers off Ken Palm, but I think they peak at Ken Palm just to make sure maybe they're not too far off from what an opening number should be. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. And I'll give you two games tomorrow to be aware of because I'm looking at the Ken Palm lines and predictions for Wednesday spread. My alma mater, Syracuse, is in the middle of the pack in the ACC art. They're taking on the second team, Notre Dame. You watch. A lot of people probably say, oh, Notre Dame's going to be favored by seven, seven and a half. They only have that as a four-point win for the Irish. So you watch, Art. That line tomorrow is going to be Notre Dame minus four, Notre Dame minus four and a half. It's not going to be much higher than that. Here's another one. Xavier at Providence. People are going to see that line. Providence right now is predicted and projected to win the uh, the Big East. They are not the darling of Kempom. Their numbers, their metrics do not back it up. That's why I think sooner or later this party, this good run, this good fortune they have been on is going to come to a close. Providence is only going to be favored by two against Xavier. Why? Because the metrics say so. So watch. Providence Xavier tomorrow is going to be our fishy line of the week. Guaranteed. Because that makes no sense to me. Zero. No, and I don't disagree. And Xavier's been a pretty good team. And if you just look at Providence, they've had a wonderful year, the 22-3 game. All the credit to Providence. I don't think many people saw this coming. But you even look at their future number. They're still like 80 or 90 to 1 to win it all. I mean, there's not a lot of love for Providence. And they haven't been that good against the number. They're 14-11 against the spread. Yeah, they've won a lot of games. But I'm with you. That's going to be a game that basically opens as a basket or even under a basket. And who knows? You might get to a point where that game might even get closer to the pick them. Because I could see sharp players being on Xavier in that game. The public will be all over Providence. You know Guaranteed. that. You yes. know it. The public will be on... Providence tomorrow, and they will be yep. on Notre Dame tomorrow. Guaranteed. They're going to fade the two road teams. And listen, these Kempom metrics, for the most part, they don't lie. I'll give you another one tomorrow. Michigan, after the Juwan Howard suspension, mm. they're being installed on Kempom as a six-point favorite. Now, that's one I would not want to go near. With all the hoopla, with everything that's going on surrounding that program, 
you got to wonder, Art, what kind of shape they're going to be in to go and play the Scarlet Knights, who have been spunky. But the one thing with Rutgers, and I know this being in the area, they're money at home. They don't lose at the rack. They beat all sorts of ranked teams at the rack. They're a different team when they're away from that building. And this game will be away from that building. So Michigan by six, that seems a little hefty to me. But I think the cap there is they don't believe in Rutgers on the road. Yeah, the one thing I'll say about Rutgers, and you're totally right, Rutgers has been really good at home, but they have they've been actually pretty good against the number on the road. You know, they obviously went to Wisconsin a couple weeks ago, won the game. Even Purdue the other night, they barely cover the game, depending on where you got it. 12 and a half, 13, they lost by 12. Obviously, Purdue's a really good team. We understand that. But, you know, they were they were in that game. They made it a little bit closer in the second half because they were basically down 10 at the half. So they, they, they stayed close in the second half. Also, if you got the second half, you would have been okay. But I'm with you. I don't know how you could take Michigan in that spot, especially because Rutgers has been pretty good as an underdog, even if it is on the road. But I don't know. How does Michigan pick themselves off the mat? All right, before we give some plays for Tuesday, and I'm going to give you some plays for Wednesday, and we'll get your stamp of approval on these. There are no spreads for Wednesday yet. Ken Palm has them out, so I have a couple of spots that I've eyed up. Um, for the future market of winning the national title, I know on New York, New York, you gave out Purdue. I have been on the Kansas bandwagon all year. That's a bet I made in the preseason. It's another one I liked, yeah. I hopped on Auburn early in the year. Got him at around, I think, 18 to 1. And I just recently bought in on UCLA at 27 to 1. So I got Auburn, I got UCLA, and I have Kansas. I'm not going near Gonzaga. I don't like the value from Arizona and Kentucky, which right now is at plus 750. Is there a future bet, Arthur Caesar, that you would be lining up maybe to win the national championship? maybe to win a conference or a Final Four, anything that kind of suits your fancy, buddy? Well, you know, when we talked, like I said, November, Purdue was one. I remember you and I were aligned on Kansas. I got Kansas at 10 to 1 in the beginning of the year. I don't know. You know, I mean, you've lost a little bit. I mean, it's funny. They've actually gone down. They're like 12 to 1 now. This is, it, it's weird. I think you've missed the value with Kentucky. Auburn is a great, great call by you on Auburn because Auburn now, is eight to one. Where did you get them at? Well, I got them at 18 to one. And That's right beautiful. now over at FanDuel, they're at 10 to one. See, what yeah. I would want, Art, if I'm going to back Auburn, I want them to lose another game or two. Maybe get that mm. number down to like 15 to 16 to one. They might fall out of the running and the hunt for being a number one seed, but I'll take that if it means I get a better price on them to go win the national championship. Yeah, I, I definitely don't hate it. You know, if I'm just looking, at a couple of teams that are basically going to be in the 15 to one range. And I'm not saying I love them. I'm not even saying I would put anything down on it. It's just hard at this point to find real nice value. I think Villanova at 14 to one, 15 to one, 16 to one. I still They're think there's 20 value over on them. Fandle. 20 yeah, to one is Fandle. We have them at 14 to one. I think, I just think there's value on Villanova. I just, listen, that's a team that can lose in the first weekend or a team that can make a final four. We know how good they are as far as coach wise and, just the pedigree of the program. And an interesting one, they play the, the best defense in the world. They don't score enough for me. But Texas Tech is interesting just because the way they play defense. I don't love them offensively. 16-1 to right now at the Westgate. Hey, you could get 30. You could get 30 at FanDuel. Oh, look at that. I mean, 
I just think there's, and it you just know, goes to show you, Art, with a lot of these future lines, if you shop, shop around. around, you could get a yeah. price that's advantageous to you. There's no doubt about it. And listen, you should, if you're a better anyway, like you and I are, you should have multiple books. You should have multiple apps. There's especially in the future market, because when you're talking about we have 16 to one and you're seeing a 30 to one, I mean, that's an enormous difference. So always shop around. It's a big thing. But yeah, I, listen, I, I'm going to be happy with, you know, the futures that I have right now. I'm sad I didn't get in on Auburn because I'm with you. I like Auburn as a team. I think they can make a deep run. I'm, I'm not with you on UCLA. I don't like what I see out of UCLA. I just, I don't know. There's something about them that, I don't know. I, they I'm have not, a not had the them. same magic that they no. did last year's NCAA tournament. And I think, Art, it comes down to the fact that they were in the Final Four last year. So a lot of folks were going to hold them to a crazy high standard, thinking, oh, yep. this is going to be a top four team all year. This is going to be a number one seed all year. That necessarily hasn't been the case. But I love the fact, Art, that if they're in the NCAA tournament, it's been there. It's done that for a, a lot of the guys who were there last year. I like that. I mean, that that's that's great value. I mean, we have it at 20 to 1. That, if you just look at the value, it's great value. I mean, you know, you're getting a team like that who was – in, you know, in the mix last year and has a lot of the guys coming back. You know, I also think, too, you know, like you said, people were feeling UCLA is also still a brand. I mean, people are going to bet UCLA. So I think there was still a big part of that in the beginning year where people say, oh, well, UCLA is back. we got to bet UCLA. But I think from a value standpoint, it's good. I just haven't loved what I've seen. All right, buddy. Time for the plays of the day. And I'm going to keep it simple. I'm fading Arkansas because I think it's such a good spot for Florida. I'm hopping on Michigan State. I'm going to take them at plus six. I might even sprinkle a little on the money line. I think it's such a letdown for Iowa after their big win on the road. That'll be a tight game. And I'm rolling with UConn I, because the line doesn't make sense to me. So I'm going to roll with UConn laying two and a half. And then two more, Art, that I'm thinking about. And you know what? Screw it. You only live once. I'm adding them <laughs> to the card. I like San Diego State against Boise State today. I like San Diego State. They're getting two points. Evenly matched game in the Mountain West, and 65% of the tickets are coming in on Boise. I'll go the other way there. And then the other one I like, and I hinted at this, this is get your bar bag type of game. I'm taking Pittsburgh plus four against Miami. Ooh. That's one where <laughs> Miami wins by 20. You're like, what in God's name was I thinking? But you know what, bro? I'm going for the gusto today. I'm going for but, it. But like you said, you could see Pittsburgh just winning that game outright somehow. It's just the way it would work out. Listen, you're right. Bring the bar back out on that. I like that you brought up the Mountain West because those are two really good teams. You know, the Mountain West and some of these West Coast schools that aren't UCLA and Arizona don't get talked about enough. They play good ball in the Mountain West. San Diego State and Boise, that's a low total. That's going to be a grind-out game. Totals in the, you know, 120. So, you know, if you can get the two, two and a half, what you're getting, that's that's fine because it is going to be a grind-out type of game. I'm going to give you, you know, two that I like. One is in the game you like, but I'm going in a different route. I actually like the under in the Arkansas-Florida game. I like that. Low-scoring okay. game. I can see I think that it's, 100%. I think it's going to be low-scoring. Florida is a dead under team. They play to the under. 135 is a low total, but I like under 135 in that game. And a team I touched on. It's a big number. Texas Tech minus 10. At home, they're incredible against the spread. They're 18-1 and one at home, and they're 19-8. and eight against the spread this year, I think they'll kill Oklahoma. So I'll lay the 10 with Texas Tech. Art for Wednesday. Three games I have circled. 
Xavier Providence, I'm probably going to be on Xavier tomorrow. Syracuse Notre Dame, I'm probably grabbing the points with the Orange. And then the last one I'm looking at is also in the ACC. Virginia Tech is 33 on the Kempom list. That means their efficiency numbers are pretty good. They had a tough one against Carolina. They got Carolina in a bad spot on Saturday, and I loved Carolina. I took them plus four and a half. I took them on the money line. I just thought after the pit loss, great time to dive in on them. I'm seeing Virginia Tech laying around six against the Yellow Jackets. Georgia Tech just lost an overtime heartbreaker to Syracuse. They played on Saturday. I think they're going to have absolutely nothing for that game. And I think Virginia Tech is going to smoke them. That's one, wherever you get an opening line of Virginia Tech, pound them. I think they win the game by double digits. Well, what you have to like is there, like you said, and it doesn't happen a lot in college basketball. Usually they give them some rest. Georgia Tech's going to have some weary legs because they played some games. And obviously they well, played last night. Well, because this was a makeup night. game Monday with yeah. Syracuse with COVID. And that's one thing to watch with the Orange because they played Saturday, Monday, and now they yep. got to play Notre Dame. The difference is Syracuse smoked Boston College and basically rested their starters the entire second half on Saturday. That helps. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm with you. When you're looking at Wednesday, I think the only way to attack that Xavier-Providence game is to take Xavier because everyone's going to be on Providence. Who knows? I mean, when that line comes out, even if it starts one and a half, two, with the money coming in, you might be able to get Xavier over the over the basket, maybe two and a half, maybe even three. Who knows? So. I'm with you as far as that goes. I will say one game to throw out there, too. And it's a big game. It's another Mountain West game. Colorado State at home against Wyoming. Both teams are basically 22 and four, 22 and two, or I mean, 22 and four and 21 and four. Colorado State's a really good team, really good at home. Colorado State, if they're anywhere under four, is a good look as well. Well, they got it at four. That's what the spread is currently between Wyoming and Colorado State. I see it at four over at Kempom. So you're telling yep. me you see three and a half, four pounds, pounds. I, I, I think so. I just think the way Colorado State plays at home, 16 and one at home. Wyoming's a really good team, but Colorado State has kind of been the class of that conference so far. So if I can get under four, if I can get three and a half, I'd feel good about taking the Rams at home. Arthur Caesar, Westgate, Superbook, one of my weekly contributors on New York, New York, and guy knows these lines inside and out. That's why I love welcoming him to the Ringer Gambling feed. Bro, knocked it out of the park. Let's cash some tickets tonight, and let's do so in honor of the warrior Paul O'Neill, okay? I love it, man. Hey, I... I <laughs> You are right. They retire too many They retire numbers, way too many numbers. But, but listen, if they're going to retire Posada, they might as well retire O'Neal considering they haven't given it to anybody. I mean, the oh, Yankees already have gone down the rabbit hole, so screw it. What's an additional and, number? And I love Posada, but O'Neal's a better Yankee than Posada. Hands down. Hands oh, down. so uh, 100%. If you're going to give it to Posada, you have to give it to O'Neal. O'Neal was huge in kind of the turnaround. Obviously, he came over from Cincinnati, but... O'Neal, I love Posada too, but O'Neill's a better Yankee. So, yeah, if you want to retire everyone, make sure we put 21 in Monument Park. Art, always a pleasure, buddy. We'll talk soon. All right, JJ, we'll talk soon, my brother. Good stuff there with Art Caesar. I will have some stuff cooking on the New York, New York feed. Might get into that retired number conversation with the New York Yankees. There's that. Um, we have our list of the top 10 worst New York sports losses since 2010. So you want to be involved with that and we'll be back on friday as the nba season gets going here on the ringer gambling feed don't worry 
It's a Friday. That means weekend of college hoops. Uh, pick score. That's what I'm going to do on this pot. A lot of picks. Winners and losers. That's the way it goes. JJ out. Be good, everybody.